management, leadership. If you're all about that, I know that you're ready for the leaderish podcast. Ay, change your mindset because it is vital. Remembering the leader is not all about a title. It's about helping others level up, get their best. Talking about the skills, time to focus, time to represent. Hey, Dr. Brandy, break it down just like that. Time to tune in to the leaderish podcast. Hey, let's go. The leaderish podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Leaderish Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Brandy, and I am so excited that you are here. The Leaderish Podcast is all about making sure that you can have the leadership skills that you need to be successful. I believe that leadership is the number one skill that we all need to be successful in life and professionally. I believe that we are in the biggest leadership crisis that our world has ever known. And I believe that leadership is about character, not your title. And so for each episode, I'm going to be breaking down different aspects of how you can truly activate your leadership. And one of the things that's important about this discussion is really to to know what what your responsibility is, right? You know, this isn't just something that is about just listening, um, hearing, thinking about nuggets and gems and things like that. But I actually have a couple of things that are important for you in terms of your time being uh, not being wasted in listening to the podcast. Number one, grab at least one gym in each episode. Next, apply it within 72 hours. We are action takers here on the Leader Ish podcast. Reach out, ask questions, ask for clarification. I will give you my information on how you can reach out to me. You can shoot me a text. I actually have a, a community where people are able to reach out to me, get advice, things like that. So I'll give you that number in a second. But last but not least, you need to lean into the discomfort. Like you need to lean into this discomfort and understand that when you are building any skill, it's going to require you to stretch. It's going to require you to change. It's going to require you to think about what you're doing and how you're showing up and how maybe you need to show up a little bit differently. So Without further ado, here's my number. Just shoot me a text, 215-608-5687, 215-608-5687. Shoot me a text. You get an automated message back that lets you click a link to make sure that it's okay that um, I you know, correspond with you via text message and, and we keep it moving from there. So any questions you have, send it into that number. It goes directly to me, not my team. And so we'll be able to answer those questions on the podcast. All right. And so let's get into episode two. So today we're talking about character over titles, character over titles. When you think about leadership, too many people think that we are impressed by their titles. Too many people think and they work for the title. This is what throws me off. They work for the title. They work for the recognition. They work for all of the superficial things that come with being a leader within an organization, but they don't work and have that character. So today I'm going to be breaking down this idea and this concept of leadership really being about character over titles. But I want to start off with definitions. Now, if y'all know me, you know that I love definitions. I love kind of breaking things down because I want to make sure that the way that we are all thinking about things makes sense um, and, and making sure that we're all on the same page. So first and foremost, I looked up the definition of character. So character is the distinguishing nature of something, right? The synonym is quality. Your character is the distinguishing nature of something. The synonym for that is quality. And I thought, isn't that interesting that character is synonymous with quality? 
And when you think about it, I looked up the definition of title. Okay, a title is simply a name given to something to identify or describe it. A name given to something to identify or describe it. Now, here's the thing. Your title means nothing until you actually put some meaning behind it. And so when you think about the name giving to something that's supposed to describe it, that's supposed to identify it, that just tells us the what, but that doesn't identify us the how, the how you are really supposed to be showing up in your workplace. And so when you think about the, 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 the character versus title tension that's there and the people who are really having trouble showing up in a way that demonstrates that they actually have a leadership character. I want to really break this down because you guys need to know the difference. One of the, one of the issues that I really have, um, and I, I learned this very early in the workplace was that a lot of people that had these fancy titles, they were not good at their jobs. I don't care if they're a manager, a director, a VP, a CEO, the list goes on and on and on. But I saw, I saw behind the scenes that, they were not a leader at all. And I'm wondering, how the heck did they get this role? How the heck did they get this, this position? And we'll talk a little bit about why we don't find leaders with character anymore um, and, and, and what is happening as this crisis in our workplaces that is turning this idea of leadership into something that really is not for the people. You know, leaders are supposed to serve. And I know many of us are familiar with this idea of servant leadership and all that, but you know, it sounds cute and it sounds cool and it sounds, but at the end of the day, you know, there's someone, a client actually that I, that I worked with and I've been using this phrase that he said, he said it once and it stuck with me and I'm not sure if he got this from somewhere else, but he said, there's a difference between serving people and being in service of their best interest. There's a difference between serving people and being in service of their best interest. And so what I think this concept of servant leadership, where that I think has gone wrong and been maybe skewed a little bit, is that it kind of gave us this idea that we're supposed to, you know, serve everybody else, please everybody else. That's what it really means to be a leader. But at the end of the day, being a true leader, having this leadership character means that at some point you may actually have to disagree with someone you may actually have to make a tough decision you may have you may actually have to go against what someone really wants on your team or in your company but it's because you're not there to serve them it's because you're there to be in service of their best interest and right now there are many leaders in your companies that you are working in that are not in service of your best interest there are some of you listening that have not been of service of other people's best interest and there's a difference because when you you are trying to when you centralize this idea and concept of leadership around other people's interests, then you're thinking of two steps ahead. You're thinking about the outcomes for them. You're thinking about the outcomes for the organization, for the team, not just yourself. There are a lot of selfish leaders that are out there. And so we have to start to really get clear about what leadership is, what character is, and, and that at the end of the day, the title means nothing. That name that is given to identify or describe something means nothing unless we put it to good use within the context of an organization. It's like, you know, making sure that you are focusing less on who you are, but what you do. And, and, and at the end of the day, if you're listening, I really want to coach you and advise you to really start to think about your character. What are those characteristics? If I were to ask somebody, 
about their perspective, about who you are and how you show up, what really would they say? What would they be able to offer? Because are you even living up to the title that you have? How many of us know people in our organizations that have the most authoritative title in the world, but they're weak. They carry no real and true authority. They really don't. True leaders with a character of leadership are able to carry an authority where they actually don't have to yell. They don't have to manipulate. They don't have to backbite. They don't have to be petty. But in our organizations, I started to think about why. Why don't we find leaders with character anymore? So I wrote a list, okay? I wrote a list of some things of what this looks like, what these low character leaders look like. But before I get to that, I really want to review my concept, my idea of why we really don't find leaders. And the harsh truth is that we don't really value character at all. Having an ethical and moral and integral character is not valued anymore. Look at social media. Look at the news. Look at the way the world leaders handle themselves on public stages. I'm just going to leave it at that. because You know what I'm saying? If you're picking up what I'm putting down, you know what I'm saying? It's a horror show. Y'all know, okay, if you listen to the first episode this season, you know I like that button because I got toys in here in the podcast studio. So I just felt like I wanted to drop a... You know, one more time. You know what I'm saying? I just feel it just it just hit right there. It hit it hit right there. No, but all jokes aside, um, one of the things that I realize is our world is lacking character right now. Our world is lacking character. We want to be so popular. We want to be seen so much. We want to be um, recognized so much. We're so insecure just as a culture, at least in America. I don't know what's going on in other countries, but I'll tell you in America, we are so insecure that our degrees, our certifications, our titles, our positions, that's all that we live for. God forbid you take any of that away. Who are you? Who are you with all of those superficial things? People, people, my friends, family members were like, you're not going to go to your PhD graduation. No, I'm not. Why? I'm over it. But you got to walk across the stage. Okay. I don't, I really don't. But, but what about, you know, the, the, the degree, you're going to be able to hold it up. We take pictures. So me holding up the degree is what makes it official or, or, or is it me taking everything that I spent seven years in the classroom doing and trying to have a positive impact on the world? Now, now, is there something wrong with participating in the pomp and circumstance and the, no, there's nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, there are some of you that are so caught up in the celebration of you, in the accolades that you get on the stages that you're on, on the people that are seeing you, on being visible to everybody. You're so pressed for that because of your insecurity that you are not taking the same amount of time to build your character. And the sad part is you also work side by side with people just the same in your workplaces. And so when we when we talk about, you know, where is all the where have all the leaders with character gone have gone? Well, at the end of the day, we don't as a society value integrity. We don't value being on the up and up. Okay, As, as my mom would say, being on the up and up doing the right thing. We don't value that anymore. And so let's break it down, though. Let's really break it down. You know what leaders with poor character look like, because I I, I am very 
um, committed to the idea that we need to start calling things out. Now, you don't call people out. I'm not a proponent of calling people out. I always like to say I like to call people up, not call them out, because there's a level of integrity and love that goes with calling people up, calling them higher, saying, hey, you're better than this. You can do better than that. So we never want to call people out, but I will call things out, trends out, themes out, behaviors out, whatever you want to call it, I will do that, okay? And so one of the things um, that I broke down in terms of what leaders with poor character look like, first and foremost, they look selfish. They look selfish. They're users. They are self-centered. They're all about them and what they can get out of it, which is very childish, Okay, it reminds me of my children when they were smaller. Everything was about me, 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 mine, 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 my toy, my snack. My, they didn't want to share anything. And that's the same way that leaders are behaving in today's organization. So that's the first thing. The second thing to kind of identify, right, because you may look now if you've been living under a rock, if you've been in a daze and maybe you, you haven't realized that someone around you in your workplace is really not a leader at all. So, hey, this is for you. But for the rest of us that already know, I just want to affirm and confirm what poor leaders look like, leaders with no character look like. OK, the next one is they're liars. They're dishonest, period. They take credit for things that are not theirs. They lie about what's really going on to, to let themselves off the hook. They manipulate situations to their advantage, okay? The next is they're inequitable. When you are inequitable for, and you are a leader, what that looks like is favoritism. Oh, you like someone else better than someone else, so you're going to just play favorites, you're going to make sure that they get more resources and they get more. And I know some of you listening may say, look, I work with some people that are difficult. I manage some people that are difficult. So if you're difficult to work with, I'm not going to look out for you. Sorry. It's a two way street. Blah, 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 blah. OK. All right. OK. OK. You get your little round of applause and short lived. I had to cut that off, cut that sound effect off early. We're going to give you a half a second of a round of applause and then bring you back down to reality. Because at the end of the day, if you are the manager, if you are the leader, you need to be the bigger person. You, we, we expect other people to not have the level of emotional competence to be able to maybe show up in a more mature way. We expect people to maybe be out of integrity or, or not on our level when they are not the manager and they are not the leader, but you are the leader. You are the manager. And so I feel in my spirit right now, I feel, <laughs> y'all not be playing, but I, I feel in my spirit though, for real y'all, that I really need to just stay in this vein, stay in this lane real quick because someone out there who is listening needs literally, literally to hear me tell you to stop being so petty. Just stop, like, stop being so petty. You're petty. You're a leader. You're a manager. You are petty. You're spending all of your time retaliating against some people because they don't see eye to eye with you. You spend all your time gossiping, but you wouldn't want anyone to be gossiping about you at your job. You spend all of your time identifying what everybody else does wrong, but you actually are not on point yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally, please, if you guys need contact my team because I feel like do we need to just take that snippet right there and just like send it out anonymously to people so they can just listen to that snippet like you are the one 
that's not setting the example. You are the one that's contributing to a toxic and negative work environment. I'm all for the leader. I'm all for the manager. I'm not anti-manager or anti-employee or whatever. But what I'm saying is if you do have the position, if you do have the role, if you do have the title, by golly, please step up. Please step up and do your job. Do your job. Okay, I'm not going to touch it anymore. It's getting, it's getting corny. It's getting overdone right now. But I just felt like the, the horns. Okay, anyway. But let me get back. Let me get let me get back together. Another thing, and sometimes we think of this um, leader without character as that boisterous leader, that that bully, that that that's it too. But also, leaders without character avoid confrontation. They avoid confrontation. They're weak. When trouble is on the horizon, they don't even have the backbone to address it straight on. Now there are some of you that are, you're, you're a leader, but you're so scared of conflict. Conflict is normal, necessary, okay? It is normal and necessary. You have to remember that. It is normal and necessary. Any environment where you don't see conflict ever happen, happen at all, and everyone's always getting along all the time, what that tells me is that there's some inequity there. That tells me that people are checked out. That tells me that people are disengaged. That tells me that people are going along to get along. And they, they are not really contributing their true perspectives to how they really think the organization can be changed or the project can be optimized or how you can work more efficiently or whatever. They're not. They're sitting there. They're nodding their head. They're smiling at you because they already are checked out based on your leadership or your management. And so, you know, those leaders that avoid confrontation, I, I really want to, I don't want to beat up on you, but I do need to encourage you. You got to get it together. And confronting does not have to be negative. Where's the lie that we were told one day that to confront others, you have to be negative and nasty. You can be direct. You can confront with a smile. You can just let people know. Confrontation really is just making people aware that something's wrong, that something's going on, that you need to address something that you don't see eye to eye. It doesn't have to be something that is inflammatory and, and negative and divisive but because you have again spent most of your energy avoiding conflict rather than learning how to build your conflict competence you have missed out on so many opportunities to step up as a leader with character the the next thing is the 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 leader that has everybody else do their dirty work and this is really an extension of the manipulators they plant the seed in somebody else's mind about somebody so that that person can go ahead and confront they're the person that they really don't like. They make sure that, you know, before this person has their interview for the promotion, they let the person that's interviewing them, they plant some seeds and some information so that they can, you know, confront that person or put a little heat on that person instead of doing it themselves. These are these are really um, some some signs and symptoms of potential narcissists and narcissistic leaders. They are very slick. They, you'll never catch them with their hands dirty. Everyone else around them, they will get to do their dirty work. They'll stick and move. They will look on the surface like they are a-okay. They're a team player. And a lot of these covert narcissists are very friendly. They're the Mr. Nice Guy. They're the Mrs. Nice Girl. These are the people that are passive aggressive. You got to watch out for them. And I hope that you are not one of them listening. But if you are, that's okay. No judgment. Because at the end of the day, we all have some area of our leadership that we need to develop. Becoming a leader of character is not a destination. It is a journey. And so anytime, you know, that we are having these uh, coaching sessions and these advising sessions really through the podcast, you know, anytime I'm giving you feedback or answering questions, it's not to beat up on you. I have, I get no value out of that. 
but we are going to call behaviors out. We are going to call you up. And by we, I just mean me. <laughs> um, and, and we are going to expect some behavior change. But but what I'm not going to do is uh, tiptoe or around these leadership issues because our organizations, they are being murdered from the inside out. Like it's killing our organizations. It's killing our effectiveness. It's killing our ability to have workplaces that we want to go to. Forget the business part. Forget the money. Forget the earnings. Forget all of that optimizing our productivity and blah, 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 blah. Forget all of that. At the end of the day, you just don't even want to go to work anymore. Why? Because there's just a lack of leadership, period. It's dysfunctional. When leaders are not at their post, when they're not doing what they're supposed to do in an effective and efficient way, that's when you get that organizational dysfunction. And so what we want to do, even if there's anyone on here that's HR and you're in human resources, you're people managers or you're the people, you know, um, they have all these fancy names now for these, you know, the VP of people and all of that. If you're one of those people or you're the culture person at your job, you cannot fix a, a dysfunctional company culture without addressing leadership gaps, leadership dysfunction and leadership issues, period. You can't workshop your way around it. You can't DEI training your way around it, which is a whole nother story. You can't, um, th there's no thing that you can do. You can't over survey your way out of it. There's nothing literally that you can do positively that will actually have an impact if you do not address those leadership challenges. And the unfortunate thing is if you are in HR or you are a part of the culture team or people team, you, you don't even really have enough power legitimately to even do that in most organizations to be able to hold leaders accountable. So there are some some ways that you can do that subtly and, of course, through leadership development programs and things like that. But here's the thing. We do these leadership development programs and we focus on the DISC assessment and we focus on the Myers-Briggs and we focus on your 16 personalities and we focus on the predictive index and we focus on all of these assessments that let you know you're an eagle and you're a turtle and you're this and you're an elemental P and you're a QRST and you, you got the Enneagram and have all of these things. But at the end of the day, self-awareness is only the first step to professional development and improvement. It's only the first step. And from a psychological perspective, oh, okay, sure. Now I am aware of something, but what is the next step? And so you can't try to, let's give them the survey because the survey and the assessment will tell them their dysfunctions. You know, many of you are like hiding behind that. Okay, whew, if all of us take the Enneagram. We know Bob, when he gets his results, it'll naturally say what he needs to work on. Okay, we bought the predictive index. We paid a couple thousand dollars for this. So, phew, and you're hiding behind that. You're hiding behind these assessments instead of instead of debriefing with Bob and saying, hey, how do you feel about that? Do you feel that that's consistent with how you show up? Well, that's interesting because we do. <laughs> we feel, we feel that you, this is consistent with how you're showing up, Bob. Okay, I'm just saying, like, that's how we feel, Bob. Let him know. But we don't have the skills to do that, and we don't create company cultures where that type of accountability is warranted and is welcomed. And here's the thing. The longer that you choose not, because it is a choice, the longer that you choose not to hold people accountable, whether it's leaders, whether it's employees, whether it's the people that have worked there the longest, so they've been there for 15, 20 years, so they get away with doing whatever they want to do because they have some sort of social capital that means more than actually following the employee handbook. I mean, I can just go there. Y'all don't even want me to go there. But if you have those type of environments and the longer you let those things fester, the longer you leave things unaddressed and you just have a, 
a company culture that does not have any accountability, the harder it is to finally pull people's coattails, to finally call them up because they've been, you've been reinforcing people by continuing to pay them to be average, to be mediocre, to be unprofessional, to be manipulative, to be liars and everything else that I mentioned. You're actually paying people to do that in your company. And then you want to bring a consultant or a trainer like me to come in and do your dirty work and tell everybody about themselves in a workshop setting and hope that it hits. When we all know we just need to call Bob in for a meeting. You guys follow? And so we want to really be mindful of some of those patterns, some of those things that we are doing to really disempower ourselves in the workplace. But again, I want to just bring it back full circle. Your title means nothing. I don't care. I'm one of those people. And here's the thing. I've gotten into some hot water. You know what I'm saying? And I can't get into too much hot, hot water, but, you know, I'm external from organizations. But I can probably remember in the last 10 years, three solid scenarios where I've gotten into hot water. Because I don't interact with people and give them any more respect, any more value, any more, uh, you know, accolades or whatever because of the title they have. I just don't move like that. I don't care if you're the janitor. I don't care if you're a new employee. I don't care if you've been there for 50 years. I don't care if you're the top of the totem pole. If you are rude, if you are nasty, if you're unprofessional, if you're whatever, then I'm going to address you accordingly. If you are friendly, if you are nice, if you are respectful, if you are responsible, I'm going to address you accordingly. Gone are the days when we need to be walking on eggshells around the disrespectful person that we're scared to confront or the bully that we're scared to confront. Gone. Those days are gone. If you are still operating that way or you're still in a workplace that's doing you, you are behind the eight ball. You are so behind the eight ball. It's ridiculous. And so I'm one of those people that gives honor where honor is due. And so the problem is that that even leaders behaving badly get our respect because we're too caught up in their title. We're focused on, well, that's the VP of so-and-so, so we can't. And you think that gives them a pass to act any way they want, but that's why they act any way they want because all of you guys are sitting there allowing them to act any way they want because they have this little title. They're hiding behind that title and they think they're untouchable. And that's just not the truth. It may be your truth. It may be your truth in your company. Right. And so I'm just I'm just kind of going down this train of thought because it's important for us to realize how we are um, contributing to environments that don't appreciate true leaders. Because here's the thing. This is what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to sit here and teach you all how to be leaders, how to have that character, how to do all of those. I'm not going to teach you that and 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 have you think that you're going to show up to work in that way and it's going to be accepted and it's going to be wow, they're like, mm, you're killing it as a leader now and blah blah blah. I'm not going to nope because because the truth of the matter is start showing up as a true leader with real character. Your people are going to be acting like they are allergic to you. People are literally going to be acting like they are allergic to you because deep down inside, although you may be in integrity, sometimes being in, in integrity means calling people up, identifying dysfunctions, saying, hey, that doesn't even sound right. That's not appropriate or whatever. Sometimes that's actually what being in integrity looks like and having a character looks like holding people accountable. People want to be able to just do what they want to do. And so when you start showing up, with more of a leadership character, oh, trust, it's going to get worse before it gets better. 
you know? And so, so I want to just have this dual discussion because it's not only about how you're showing up and what you do. It's about you being able to assess the culture that you're in and to start even today, not perpetuating these, um, low character, you know, not perpetuating the dysfunction, you know, not going along with it. And, and what we do is we slowly give up our freedoms. We slowly give up our ability to have some true um, leverage. We want to ask for a seat at the table. And we want to ask for this. And we want to be treated with respect. And the millennials this. and they, I mean, there's so much going on in the women with the glass ceiling and all of this stuff. But at the end of the day, you're, you're actually willing to be a low character leader just to get your raise, just to get your promotion, just to get your degree just to get your accolades. You're, you're actually willing, when you be part, become a part of the club, you're actually willing to be in a low character to maintain and keep what you, you think you've fought so much for or to keep your little salary. I'm just saying. So so I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh, my gosh. I'm Y'all, you know, sometimes I just, it's on my heart. It's on my heart. I'm saying it in, in love. It's on my heart. But with that being said, we're going to wrap up. We're going to wrap up um, here. One of the things I just want to remind you to do, reach out um, to me, connect with me. If you have feedback about the show, if you have um, questions, if you have a concept that you want me to go a little bit deeper on, what we're going to do um, is tape some special Q&A episodes. So my number is 215-608-5687. Shoot me a text and then, um, yeah, it'll get back to me. All right. Now, here's the thing. If you are just listening to this episode, but you have not listened to the very first episode of this season, please go back. It's called Leadership As We Know It Is Dead. You can visit me on drbrandy.com, D-O-C-T-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-I.com and everywhere on social media at the Dr. Brandy. Please connect with me on LinkedIn. Let's go. Love to have you. All right, guys, that is it for another successful show. Looking forward to talking to you guys soon. Hey, Dr. Brandy, break it down just like that. Time to tune in to the Leaderish Podcast. Hey, let's go. The Leaderish Podcast.